with Joe Burrow and, and Justin Herbert. But I see that draft being like the, uh, I think it was the 04 draft with Rivers, Manning, and Roethlisberger. Just those three quarterbacks are stacked. Welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This podcast has been created not to dwell and over-evaluate what has already happened in the sports world, but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come. From game picks to draft picks, and from trades to free agent signings, we will let you know what happens before it happens. Your hosts, Nick and Nate, will evaluate, study, and understand sports patterns, tendencies, and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect. Just like Weatherman, but way more accurate. So if you like to pick games or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else, you are in the right place. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the next edition of the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Uh, my name is Nathan, we got Nick here, and we are in the midst of the Olympics, the draft, just the NBA draft. Happened on Thursday, which we'll touch on next week, actually. So uh, we hope you enjoyed that. Uh, but today we're going to break down two divisions in the NFL, give our predictions here. And Nick, uh, what are those divisions we're breaking down today? This week we're going to look at the divisions that are near and dear to our hearts. Nathan, AFC East, respectively, with his Miami Dolphins, and my beloved NFC least, or excuse me, East, we're going to look at those two divisions this week to see where we're seeing these divisions going. Is the NFC East going to make a comeback? AFC East going to have some dominance in it? We'll see what happens here. Which one are we going to break down first, Nathan? Yeah, so and just because our favorite teams are in these uh, respective divisions, we're still going to be very objective um, as we predict because we want to be accurate. We're not going to we're going to use our heads and not our hearts. So Especially with the Eagles. <laughs> exactly especially with the eagles so um let's 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 do the nfc east so i uh, i think washington won it last year with like a it, it, they all suck so i can't i can't really remember who won it so washington football team who has yet to identify themselves we're still waiting they're they're plus minus this year despite winning the division last year is uh Eight wins, which is a below five hundred record. Uh, so, Nick, uh, how do you do? You see them winning the division again, which a team hasn't won back to back divisions in this division since I don't know several years ago. So, who do you have? What do you have? Where do you have them at? Well, the Washington football team is a tricky team to look at because I love their head coach, Ron Rivera, was an excellent coach in Carolina. I thought he did a great job with really building that defense and just having pieces around to help make that team successful with cam newton i feel like washington was building in the right direction last year like it just felt like they had more continuity than any of the other teams in the nfc east i like a lot of the moves they made they try to address building some depth in the wide receiver trying to bring in curtis samuel who really doesn't play too much like he plays wide receiver that's his listed position but he in carolina last season he was used like for a lot of end rounds and stuff like that because he has such great speed. They brought in Humphreys. So they're really trying to address that wide receiver position and try to get give some support to McLaurin and Thomas, trying to spread the wealth so that they're looking around. And then bringing in your boy, Ryan Fitzpatrick. What do you think about that move? 
I, I don't like it. Washington, they should have drafted a quarterback. In my mock draft, I had them actually getting Trey Lance, I believe. If I remember correctly, I had them trading up into the top 10 to getting a quarterback. Looking back at it, I think they should have done something. Uh, I mean, you can have a fantastic defense in this league, but just how the, the team, how the you know, football's playing NFL, it's just a dominant defense doesn't always translate to wins um, necessarily. It, it, it'll translate to a solid season, but, you know, longevity of, of wins and getting streaky in, 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 in the season, I think, is, is going to be hard. So I, I think they're going to, um, you know, I, you know, they have it at eight. It's, it's like you said, the NFC, NFC least. I don't know what to expect. No one's won back to back division titles here. So. With that being said, I don't think they're going to end up winning it. I just, I just don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to do any good. To be honest with you, um, yeah, they've they've made additions, but it's still Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's still uh, that Washington offense, you know. So I, I just don't see it. See how they're, they're going to have low scoring games. So um, Fitzpatrick, he likes to turn the ball over a lot. Uh, he plays carelessly. He can he can do have, have some magic, but he plays kind of carelessly at times. So when you're going to be playing games around 20 points a game, maybe even under 20, you, every possession really really counts, and you can't you can't turn the ball over, and it's a field position game. So I I see him actually losing more games than winning uh, for them. And one thing with Fitzpatrick is he likes to air the ball out. So bringing in a speedier wide receiver to complement McLaurin and Curtis Samuel might be like when he has when he puts himself in those holes might be the combination they're kind of looking at when they're assigning him obviously you don't try to think in the mindset of trying to come up from behind but just looking at that that might set up some good last minute drives or like intriguing matchups down the stretch when they're trying to make those comebacks because that seems to be his forte is like they're down and he has to start making all these bombs and everything like that so that was just something I noticed with the moves they made this year in terms of they try to shore up some positions with defense, getting some defensive backs, drafting the linebacker Davis. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do. But yeah, I'm, yeah, this division is definitely one hard to crack. But let's look at the second team in this division and the New York Giants. What are you seeing from them or what are you thinking about them going in? It's still very unpredictable. Is Daniel Jones a guy? I don't know. I like the moves they made. I think they had a very, very good offseason. I'm just not sold on the coach. I still have question marks for Daniel Jones. I want him to succeed. Uh, I, I saw a comparison between him and Josh Allen the first two seasons in the NFL, and Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones actually had a better first two seasons of the NFL than Josh Allen did in Buffalo. Um, which seeing what Josh Allen is today, you know, it's obviously gives you a lot of optimism if you're a Giants fan, uh, but you know, it's a different situation. You know, it, your success really relies on the organization and the health of the organization and, and the coaching and the mentors that you have. So, so yeah, even though Daniel Jones had a slightly better couple seasons than Josh Allen, it doesn't mean it's going to translate to the same sort of success. Um, they're very similar style quarterbacks, though. So I would like to see him, but I haven't seen enough for me to jump on that bandwagon yet. So I, I don't think they're going to like take that leap quite yet this year. Yeah, for me, I love the signing of Galladay. If he can come back healthy, I know he was dealing with the injury. So hopefully he can come back into form and we can see some maturation in Daniel Jones. But I mean, this is a do or die year for him, really. Uh, for him to 
command that starting position. Daniel Jones is in this position where if he doesn't perform, do the Giants look to move on? Do the Giants cut ties with him? Because they definitely addressed the offensive side by bringing in Galladay, trying to bring in Kyle Rudolph to give him the compliment their other tight end. They even brought in Mike Glennon to maybe be a mentor to him to help bring things in. So they'd made a lot of moves. Um, actually, just looking offhand, probably the most in the NFC East in terms of notable additions to their team. So they're definitely trying to get those weapons around him. And the big question for me is, when does Saquon come back to help alleviate and balance your offense? Your offense? Because Saquon, is, he has been a very good piece to your offense. In my eyes, he's been the key piece to your offense where quarterback play complements it or helps give him a breather or help keep the offense, or excuse me, helps keep the defense guessing. So for me, it's like when Saquon comes back, maybe things will start clicking better and help Jones out. But if it's just Jones, I, like you said, I don't know that he's ready to turn that corner. I'm not really seeing that. And if he's not able to, does New York move on is the question I have going into the season for them. Up next was the third, surprisingly third place Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. Um, I guess maybe not surprising once an injury happened, once the injury happened to Dak Prescott and everyone else just seemed to get injured along the way as well. But Dallas Cowboys was third last year. Nathan, what are you thinking about them coming into this season? I, I think this is a team that I, I, I think they have the most room to improve. Like I, as in, I see them making the biggest upswing from the previous year based off guys returning either from injury or just guys coming and filling in gaps you know, through the draft or free agency. So I love their first-round pick. Um, the inside linebacker out of Penn State, Micah Parsons was his name. Obviously, Dak is back. Um, they traded away Randall Cobb, which is um, a very good move. <laughs> Save $10 billion a year. They can use that elsewhere now to sure up that defense some more. Um, so I, I like the moves they're making. They, I think by far they're the most talented team. I just don't know if Mike McCarthy is the right coach there. Um, I'm going to give him a pass last year, given the situation that he took a year off. Then you had the shortened COVID season, and you had your all-star, you know, your your starting quarterback hurt. So you can't really put that against him being a you know first year there. So um, now they had a year under his belt. We got Dak back. I think they did some good additions on defense, and they've made. You know, trading away Randall Cobb, save up some cap space there to use somewhere else, I think uh, is is good for them. So I, I think this is a team that, you know, probably underachieved the most last year. So I think they have the most to kind of prove and and and, and has the most upswing this year. Um, your last statements there about Dallas Cowboys, about underachieving, absolutely agree. Just so much offensive talent, namesake-wise, on that roster and just... Everyone was clamoring about how gaudy Dak's numbers were before his injury. And a lot of times it was his play leading up to those great numbers that lend itself to him having to put up those fourth quarter numbers to come back against Atlanta to just have to put up those 400 plus yards passing. So for me, it's like, is Dak going to make that step forward? Like he can put up good numbers but can we manage a game to where we don't have to throw 400 plus yards 
for four or five straight weeks, however many weeks they were last year, because most of those situations were you coming back. It wasn't because you just could do whatever you want whenever you wanted. A point that you said is underachieving. It, that wide receiving core, well, in NFC East, that for sure, there's no secondary in that division that's going to be able to guard all your receiving weapons. And this Ezekiel Elliott returned to form. He didn't really look like he was clicking. He looked like a shell of himself. Does he come back this season renewed? They definitely tried to address their defense through their draft, notable one being Micah Parsons. They brought in Keanu Neal as a safety. Like That's been their Achilles heel is always their secondary is what they talk about. But the offensive line is starting to get old. Did they do enough to address that? Did they do enough to live up to these expectations of them being this dominant team for this division? And that's what I'll be anxious to see if they can do that. Can they keep it together? Does Mike McCarthy have the right tools? Or has he just been a guy that had coaching success because he was attached to a quarterback in Green Bay? We'll see at the end of the season. And then the last team of this division, bringing up the rear, the Philadelphia Eagles. Nathan, what's your take on them? And my take on the Eagles is right now a lot of question marks. Uh, kind of the storyline for everything in this division. Uh, there's rumors Deshaun Watson could get traded there. Um, I think Jalen Hurts um, is going to take a step down if he's a starting quarterback. I think he um, did decent last year, mainly because any kind of any time a quarterback just kind of comes in and you know in the middle of the season no one has film or anything on him so it's it's easier to succeed then plus you have a chip on your shoulder because you want to prove something but now if he's got the starting job he doesn't have to prove that so typically you tend to take a step back but you know what jalen hurts he's fought in college he's lost his starting job he had a transfer and goes out and does very well at oklahoma so um i think he's it's he's um that will help him in this situation. Uh, I'm just, I'm just not sold on him, uh, on on Jalen Hurts. Um, and then you got, like I said, you got the Deshaun Watson rumors. I just seen enough press conferences of the head coach of Philadelphia. I'm just very unimpressed with him. I think this is actually going to be a very dumpster fire. I think this is going to be the beginning of the uh, of a long stretch of years for the Eagles. The theme with the Eagles is the last few seasons as a fan watching them is. We, we turned away from what I thought Andy Reid did well towards the beginning of his coaching tenure, and that was working through players and moving on from them before you got them into these gaudy contracts where you couldn't move on from them and just finding their replacements. He did very well at that early in his career, working through like Bobby Taylor and Troy Vincent to getting Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown. The Philadelphia Eagles now, as of late, with Doug Peterson at the helmet last season. And then our cur current head coach is just, it seems like we've just locked ourselves into these big contracts that of aging veterans that we can't really move on to try and restart the franchise. Biggest headline for the Eagles this season was trading away Carson Wentz. I don't know. I'm not convinced that was the best move for the franchise, but he didn't feel like they had his back or had faith in him. And so for him, it was the best move for him, as I said in the last episode or an episode or two ago. So for Carson to move on, that's the best for his career. Um, I feel the same about Jalen Hurts. But what you said, Nathan, it's just like, I like the battle he had to go through his college career. I just, I'm not sure he can be a full-time NFL starting quarterback. I mean, this will be your chance to prove everyone. 
because I don't I don't see Joe Flacco taking that away from you. Joe Flacco is there as like if you happen to get dinged up and can't be out there for a play or two, but it's going to be Jalen Hurts' chance with the ball. And quite honestly, besides Devontae Smith, like what is he really going to throw to? What does he have a weapon? He has Miles Sanders to hand the ball off to, but are they going to, is this system going to be balanced? Because last season they got, they started getting pass happy and that didn't lend itself to success. Like the Eagles have, like you said, so many question marks, but I'm not seeing many solutions or many beacons of hope when I look through this roster. Miles Sanders is a very good back, but unfortunately I, the line doesn't typically stay healthy. They haven't average to above average line in my opinion, but they don't stay healthy. So it doesn't matter what you have on your line when they can't all five be out there. Defense, it our secondary always seems to be hurt. We're always on our sixth practice squad guy that we brought in on the street. It just, I just don't see this going well this season. It it just doesn't seem strong. So based on what we've said, we've given pretty good indications where we feel they're going to be in the division. But let's go through this quick. So fourth in division, I'm I'm going to go ahead and start. I have the Eagles fourth in division. I have them only getting three wins this season. I just, I like the Eagles. I, I'll root for them. I'll be ecstatic if this is wrong. But looking through the schedule, I'm just not seeing a lot of, I with me having so many questions of what they could what they're able to do it just three wins is about as high as i could get where i was confident with that i was confident with that win total of three wins what do you have nathan who do you have fourth in the division i got the eagles as well but i got them at four wins just simply i would have them probably at two but because they play in the nfc least as you like to say um i think uh you know a win at home against the giants and even maybe you know, other games within the division, they'll be able to sneak a win. Um, so I got them going uh, four and 13. So their over under is um, six and a half. So I think we are both clearly under that. What do you have at three? Third place team I have in this division would be the New York Giants. I have the New York Giants here simply because I don't know what I'm getting from Daniel Jones and when is Saquon coming back. If Saquon's there opening week, could the win total change? Probably not a whole lot, honestly. It's just, I feel like Daniel puts them in rough situations. Could he make that, turn that corner? I hope so for his career and just to see someone be, see individuals be successful in their professional careers. But the over-under is seven here. I'm going under. I'm saying six wins for this season for the Giants. They tie their wins from last season and they gain another loss. What do you have, Nathan? I agree. I got six wins as well. But this this team, I said, you know, this biggest question mark on all these teams. But this one has the biggest question mark. You know, you got Judge coming in as a second-year coach. We'll see if he's the guy or not. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Daniel Jones, right? This is his year. He knows that. This is the year he has to go. We'll find out what kind of quarterback he is. But, you know, Saquon Barkley is going to come back. So this is the first time. Daniel Jones is really going to be able to get into this offense, have Saquon with their new coach. So I could see this team just catching fire and just everything's clicking for them and reel off 11 or 12 wins and winning this division. Like if, if you know, that's, that's my, that's my second option here, but I, I don't think all that's going to happen. 
and I have them going. I have them getting six ones, just like you said, and and, and doing the under. I I, I hope it, you know. I I hope they do better than that. But uh, um, I'm going to stick with my six ones there and be conservative. Second team in the division, I have the Washington football team. They're over unders at eight. I have them going under as well. I have them matching their wins as well at seven wins this season. Ryan Fitzpatrick, always a fun story to say Fitzmagic or to see him try to do this drive. But I just think when you're the full-time starter, magic isn't always there. So I have the Washington football team going under the eight wins, going seven wins. Who do you have second place in the division, Nathan? I got Washington as well. I have them at eight wins, though, just because their defense is fantastic. They have a uh, – their offense will rank, like, bottom – three or four i feel like in the nfl um but they're all top five defense so they'll they'll have around 500 for the year um low scoring games will win because of their defense so um i got them going eight and nine all right and so that leaves us agreeing with division with the top team being the dallas cowboys they're over under is at nine and a half what do you have them at nathan I have this is the only one I have the over on. Uh, so I have Dallas at ten wins. Like I said, they have the biggest upside because they didn't have Dak. Mike McCarthy's in his second year. They filled in a lot of gaps that they had. So I, I just feel like they have the biggest upside. New York Giants has the biggest question mark. I think Washington and Philadelphia are a little bit more predictable in my opinion. Uh, so I, I predicted Dallas winner last year, but obviously with the injuries and everything going on, COVID season, you know they they underperform. But assuming they stay healthy, don't have they'll have training camps and everything. I think Dallas will get a little bit back to form here. Um, not spectacular like their thirteen to three season, but good enough to win the division. Yeah, for me, the Dallas Cowboys has always been this team. Are they going to hit expectations? Because I feel like for the last four seasons or so, we have tried to put Dallas in this higher tier, and they've always managed to find a way to flounder it. Now, is this going to be the season they moved it? So only six of the 16 teams that have been on Hard Knocks have made playoffs. Dallas ends up winning the division, so they will be the seventh team of 17 teams that will make the playoffs. I have them going over as well. I actually have them at 10 wins as well. Um, quite frankly, you're in a division that's, like we've been saying this whole episode so far, question marks. you got the Giants and Eagles combined four times that I think those are going to be wins for you there. And when Dallas is a team that's confident in what they can do, generally speaking, they're able to meet that expectation. If it's someone they're supposed to beat, when it gets close and dicey, not so much. I see them getting over that hump as well. I think they can get 10 wins, just a lot of question marks in division, and this has to be your time to capitalize, Dallas. Make it happen. Get yourself in that win the division that the last few seasons many have been saying you're going to. So so we both agree on who the division winners are going to be in the order. We have the Cowboys winning it, then the Redskins, Giants, followed by the Eagles. So let's move on to Nathan's division, the division where his roots are in or where his heart's at, I should say. Nathan's heart is in the AFC East, specifically with a team, I believe the furthest south in the league, but we'll start off with the team that won the division last season with the Buffalo Bills. Nathan, what are you thinking or seeing in the Buffalo Bills this upcoming season? Buffalo is going to continue to be a great football team. Um, I think they quickly took that baton away from New England to just be this very dominant team in the AFC East. 
Um, there's nothing slowing them down. They have everything they need. And all of a sudden, it just seems like Buffalo... People want to play for, for Buffalo. It's like Stefan Diggs loves it there. It's like, it's Buffalo, New York. And he, he loves Josh Allen. The chemistry they've developed is, uh, is, is scary, actually. It reminds me of... Um, Gosh, I can't remember his name though. Um, Tom Brady and who's that wide receiver he had um, early on in his career? He won the Super Bowl MVP. Dion Branch. That's what it reminds me of. That relationship when Tom Brady was this young guy in New England, kind of progressing as this really great quarterback in the league. It's just like, um, so just that relationship he's having with his players is unbelievable. The, the coach is phenomenal. Top three coach in the NFL, in my opinion. This is just a scary football team. A very sc- a very scary football team, in my opinion. And um, I just have them just, just dominating. Yeah, Buffalo Bills lost some pieces, but they did a great job of addressing those pieces. Still holding on to their biggest gun, Stefan Diggs, really coming into his own or really showcasing the talent he's always had in those last few weeks of the season and just putting up these gaudy numbers. Josh Allen looked great. I mean, that that's probably the least attractive word to say, but he just looked on. He looked like he was putting it together. He just looked like he was really becoming the quarterback touted when you look at NFL drafts and you draft quarterbacks. So they did an excellent job. They didn't really, they like I said, they lost some pieces, but they really tried to address those pieces with free agency and draft. So, and especially their pass rush. The draft, they really focused on the pass rush. So I just see them, continuing on from the path that they did from the last season. I really see them trending in that positive direction this upcoming season. So that's our thoughts on the Buffalo Bills. Second place last year was your beloved Miami Dolphins. What are your thoughts on them this season, Nathan? I I think they do fairly well. So I it's a very deep team all around. I know there's some Xavier Howard uh, rumors go around. Um, he wants to be paid he thinks he's the best cornerback in the league he probably is i think it's, i i think they should should pay him i think they should try to keep him he is a stud we need to keep that secondary solidified especially with josh allen in this division the only question everything in my opinion doesn't have a question mark besides the quarterback that's the only thing there's a question mark and if I've I've heard some good things on Tua. I know he had a rough start to uh, OTAs, but I've heard he's progressing very well in training camp. The coaches are have full confidence in him. So I I don't I want to believe that's real, or it could just simply be this is our guy. We drafted him, and they just want to convince themselves that he's a real deal. I've always had my doubts on Tua going into the draft. Um, with Joe Burrow and, and Justin Herbert. But I see that draft being like the, uh, I think it was the 4 draft with Rivers, Manning, and Roethlisberger. Just those three quarterbacks are stacked, and I just hope Tua is not the Phillip Rivers in that draft <laughs> and not get a ring So, for as a fan. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping uh, he, he shows promise this year. But if he doesn't, um, there's, a, there's a guy in Green Bay who wants out. So we can always go after him. My thought on the Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores is doing a fantastic job. He, like you said, they're building a lot of depth, which is very similar to the situation he had left two years prior before becoming the head coach. And that's where they're going to find their success is building that depth. 
they're going to give Tua his shot at this because, like we talked about off air, you need to see what he is. You need to figure that out quickly because if the quarterback in Green Bay does become available or other quarterbacks become available and you're not really liking what you're seeing from him, you need to know now so you can work through that. And I feel like Brian Flores did a great job last season of trying to work around those deficiencies that were demonstrated from Tua in his rookie season. Um, they did the best they could to piece it together and almost made it to the playoffs last season after I had to muddle through the quarterback situation, switching between Fitzpatrick and Tua. Well, Fitzpatrick's not there. They bring in Jacoby Brissett, maybe because similar skill sets, or I'm not quite sure, but Brissett's always been successful. So worst case scenario, you do have a guy behind Tua that's going to help the team stay above water and stay in contention because that was the one thing that was very endearing about them, especially down the stretch last season, is how competitive they were, how much in the games they were and how close they were. And so I definitely see the team continue to build, put those pieces in to try to make that move. Whether this year will be that move or not, I'm not completely sold it's going to be the, this is going to be the year where they make that big move, but I definitely see good things coming from Miami. Moving on to the third team in division, New England Patriots. Nathan, what are your thoughts on them this season? I think the I think they're just going to be an average football team mainly because of the quarterback position. I just don't think Cam Newton. Cam Newton to me is a Dwight Howard at this point. Just in it for the money, just kind of lollygagging around, you know, just not really taking it seriously. And I, I just don't trust Cam Newton at quarterback. And then the other options is Mac Jones. He's a rookie, so. It's going to be tough for Mac Jones to succeed, especially in a division where I think it's going to be the best in football. Um, so I, but they're going to do well. Bill Belichick defense stellar. Um, I New England is Washington to me. It's just great defense, very good coach, defensive minded coach, but just the quarterback position I think is just going to be a big question mark and their Achilles heel and. And it'll just cause them to just kind of be an average football team around the 500 mark. My thoughts on New England going back to the draft, very Patriot-like to be patient and wait, see who they had. Whether Mac Jones was their first choice or not is regardless. They took him, and I feel like at some point in this season, the reins are going to be handed off to him because very much your thoughts of Cam Newton. He had a very good run back in, I want to say, 2015 when they made the Super Bowl run and went. 15-1 and one in the season. Great season there, but just since then, it's always been, he's been dinged up here or there. Things have been going wrong. Last year got COVID, and many say that's where his season became derailed is after that, which that's where they started losing quite a bit more. They definitely brought in lots of offensive weapons and Gianno Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, but they definitely try to address the offensive deficiencies they had and try to put weapons around, but I don't think they brought those weapons in for Cam in the end. I think those weapons were brought in for when they tried to bring in Mac Jones at some point in this season. I think New England's going to go through a change. They're not going to be that stellar team that's owning the division. They're just going to be, like you said, a defensively sound team. They're getting some of those players back that opted out of because of COVID last year. Those guys are going to come back this year. And I think they're going to come back in top form because they had that year to heal and just get sharper. Yes, they get older, but these pro athletes have such a routine and know how to train themselves that it's not like it was in the 90s where if someone took a year off, they'd be like really out of shape and 
it'd be an uphill battle. We have so many things in place that I think New England, like you said, will be defensively sound. Bringing in these offensive weapons will be interesting to see how those mesh into it. I think they suit more of Mac Jones. I I think for New England, they might want to look into maybe doing maybe a dual quarterback type setup like the Saints kind of played with a season ago. But we'll see what they end up doing. Last but not least, the New York Jets. What are you seeing for the New York Jets, Nathan? A dumpster fire. Zach Wilson is sitting in California enjoying the beach unsigned. Obviously, the tragedy with the coaches that they had is obviously not a good situation to be in. Super dysfunctional organization. I just I just see the New York Jets just being a, a terrible football team. That's all I got to say. New York Jets tried to draft Zach Wilson as their answer, but like Nathan alluded to, there was a lot of things that were dysfunctional about that franchise last season. Um, it was very apparent that them and Jacksonville were competing to be the last team in the league. Try to bring in different things into it. I mean, obviously, most notably, Zach Wilson as a quarterback once he signs his contract or agrees to his contract. And then you have you bring in all these other pieces, wide receiving, Corey Davis, and you bring in Tevin Coleman, who's, in my opinion, better, better years are behind him, but we'll see what they can do with him. It just, yeah, it definitely the weakest team in this division here. I hope Robert Salen, I hope he has a good, I hope they give him a chance to work with this roster and build this roster. That brings us to wins for the season. What order they finish in? Fourth in division, it sounds like we're both saying Jets. Would that be correct, Nathan? Yeah, that's correct. They're uh, over under six and a half, but I got them at uh, four. I don't know. What do you got them at? I actually have them at four as well. I have them under six and a half. I just, I looked at the schedule. I Even manufacturing wins, I couldn't get them much above four. I can't get them above six and a half. I can't wrap my head around that. Four wins for sure for the Jets, fourth place in division. Who do you have third place in division? I got the Patriots in third place. I got them at 10 wins, though. I think this is, uh, uh, I mean, I think this division is really good. Um, I have three teams above 500, um, and I have the Patriots finishing third with, with 10 wins. Um, I just, I see them very similar to Washington, a team very good all around, just question marks at the, um, at the quarterback position. And so if, but I think Bill Belichick's a better coach than Ron Rivera, so I think that helps. Um, so I got them at 10, 10 and seven in a much tougher division. But um, I think I think they uh, will will um, benefit off of kind of their lackluster season last year and have a little bit of a weaker schedule and to be able to get a couple more wins um, than probably what's expected. Their over under, by the way, is nine, so I have the over there for the New England Patriots. I'm staying with the projected number of nine wins. I'm saying they're going to get nine wins as well. Just for me, it's that unsureness at quarterback. Yes, defense will step up and do well, but if we're having to switch offensive schemes or the line isn't getting together because the last few seasons that's been a problem, the offensive line can't protect as well or the quarterback's not able to get it there or different things on the offensive side seem to be plaguing the Patriots since a certain quarterback has left them. And just for that reason and how tough I think the top of the division is going to be with the remaining two teams at the New England Patriots third, just meeting that win-loss total at nine. So um, I'm not going over. I'm not going under. I'm just staying at nine. Second team in the division, Nathan, who do you have? I have the Dolphins with 11 wins. I think Tua will have a somewhat promising season, Not nothing spectacular by any stretch of the imagination, but um, you'll see his mistakes 
decrease, you'll see his confidence increase. Um, and it just be more of a conservative quarterback to do his job because he's got talent on the outside. Obviously, he's got some chemistry with Waddle, who's in Miami, who's going to have a fantastic year. Running back by committee, committee, great defense, great special teams. So I, it's a solid team, very solid team. I think Tua, you just got to play above average, and this team's a this team's a definitely a playoff team. So over under was nine, so I have the over as well. I have the Miami Dolphins second as well in the division. Tua does worry me a bit, but I think with Waddle being there, Gasecki being that reliable tight end, Fuller coming in if he can stay healthy with his hamstring, those kind of things, running back by committee, everything you just said, completely agree with. Defensive has always been sound. As long as Xavier Woods' situation doesn't escalate anymore, I think Dolphins will be fine. Actually, I have them at 10 wins, though. I just couldn't get myself up to that 11 mark just because of I, I just feel like Tua is going to do well, but I don't think he's going to help elevate the team to get them past that 10-win mark. So I have them matching their wins from last year with just 10 wins this season. And then we both have the Bills at first. What do you have for their wins, Nathan? I got them at 13-4. and four. Just dominant, dominant team. Uh, they'll drop a couple games, but they're just going to be by far one of the top couple teams in the, in the league this year. I also have the Bills going over as well. Ten and a half is where the mark's at. I also have them at 13 wins as well. Like I love everything about what they were doing last season. I think they did the right things to continue that and build onto that success by adding more to the edge rush. And just it, they're just a very sound team and they didn't blow anything up. They kept everything together and just built onto that franchise. So I see them as well getting 13 wins, being above or over their 10 and a half mark. With that being said, we have many things going on. We have the NFL draft that will be finished by the time this recording comes out. And the Olympics are in full swing. Lots of exciting things going on there. Um, training camps are starting up. So preseason games are just around the corner in the next few days here. So we'll see what's going on with those. We're going to wrap up this episode. So thank you so much for listening tonight. It's been the Sports Forecasters. I'm Nick Alvarez. You've been listening to Nathan Singer as well. And we'll see you next time.